Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Amanda. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. Oh, God. You were just a little hangry. We had a little hangry emergency. I, yeah. But we, we got to it in time. We did. I know. And I felt comfortable enough with you to say, Amanda, I've reached the point of hangry. done. Yeah, yeah, because we're at my house and we had ordered some food, but it wasn't coming quite quick enough. No, Fernando, you know, we graciously just, went out and got it, but it was, we were hangry right now. He could not, not possibly go any minutes. faster. Yeah. So I was like, I need some chips and I need some fruit. And, and you had a peach. You had a very juicy peach. Was that your first peach of the summer? I think it was. When I had mine the other day, I realized it was my first peach of the summer. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. mine. I don't always buy peaches. Going My to mom now. gets these from Costco, and I have to say they are delightful. Okay, you have to be patient though. They yeah. can't, you know. I know, and then it's like an avocado. You got to catch it right in the right oh, moment, man. or then it's going to be too late. I do feel like a peach gives you a little bit more time than an avocado. A little though. bit. An avocado gives you. I know. Like I a have half day. to be a really good judge of the avocado ripeness, though. Yeah. I used to like not be sure, and then I would cut it open too oh, soon. Yeah. I'm pretty good at it too. Yeah. It's a skill. It is a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, Anywho, Amanda, I have to tell our audience that I recently went to see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear about this because I have not heard about it. Well, first of all, the tour is called the Restless Leg Tour, which is just (laughs) amazing. And it was such a delight just to see two best friends who happen to be entertainers, like just doing their thing and flaunting their friendship. It was fabulous. Were they like seated in chairs? And like it was great. They what did were a, they doing? They did a little bit of everything. They came out in sequined gowns as if it was like they were hosting the Golden Globes or uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. And um, so they did a little shtick then. And then they took it back to like how they met. Oh. And so they leave the stage and there's this montage of like all of the things that they've done together. Oh, how cool. And then it's like we met in the 90s and it's like this whole 90s montage. Mm. We had a little 90210. You know, it was like yes. the whole the whole 90s thing. And then they come out in like 90s outfits. Yes. Tina Fey has like this horrible wig on that <laughs> just did not, was not flattering. Um, but it was very 90s and she had like the baggy um, overalls oh on gosh. and they were dancing to Semi-Charmed. What is that song? Semi-Charmed Life. Semi-Charmed Life, uh-huh. um, which is a song that has is that been that like, Oasis? No. It's... Toad the Wet Sprocket? No. <laughs> I don't know. Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Man, although I did love me some Toad the Wet Sprocket. Um, no, Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. It was like the quintessential 90s song. It was just great. And then 
they did that. Then they came out um, separately and did like their own individual stand-up routines. And then they came out in pajamas and sat in a chair and answered questions from the audience that we had written on cards when we came in. When I got to the little area where there was um, a place for you to, you know, drop into a little bucket. Mm-hmm. Some questions. All of the cards were gone. Oh shoot! Uh, but I found a gum wrapper that wow, I wrote my question on. That's they amazing. Did, they did not address my question, but I'm like, Maybe. I think they would have appreciated the creativity. I hope they did. Also, yeah. my question was very like Delaware County specific because Tina Fey, yes. as we know, she's like a Delco oh, girl. Oh yeah. And so, you know, maybe they just didn't want to get like too, too Delco, too Delco there, but, uh, it was great. And it was just, they're like two of my heroes. Oh my God. Do you think it's going to be, um, like televised? I don't know. I'm sure that they're recording it yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, it was great. Oh, and one it, at one point, because they met doing improv, they did improv where people from the audience like no, shouted things out. And so they're just so like great. comedy geniuses. That's and I so love great. like they represent like the friendship that I aspire to with my besties. Like yeah. I just I just love them together. Well, I I have read Amy Poehler. Or I've read Tina Fey's memoir, but I have not read Amy Poehler's. I've read both, so I got to read Amy Poehler's. I've read Tina Fey's Bossy Pants at least three times. Really, it is hysterical. It's so good. And Amy Poehler's is great. Hers is a little like it's not quite as laugh out loud funny at certain points. Amy Poehler's book was there were certain chapters that were like a little bit more introspective and. A little sad about her divorce and and everything and but it was also just wonderfully written i loved it mm-hmm. um so yeah highly recommend i don't know if there's still tickets available in any of the cities that they're going to but she if, was married to will arnett yes okay yeah who is on smartless yes. and who i have like a new appreciation for i mean his sense of humor is still like very self-deprecating very I don't know. There was always something about him that kind of irked me, probably because his character on Rest- Arrested Development was such an idiot. Like, right. And But I have found that because he's Canadian, he actually, you know, he's an American citizen now. He knows a ton about American history. Mm. And he's also like a bit of a feminist. So I, I have, I have, oh, more, I have some respect for him. And uh, he speaks very highly of his ex-wife, Amy yeah, they He do. seems to respect her a lot. Did you, are you watching the Smartless show? Smartless I, on the Road? I am. Well, I watched the first episode and I found. I found them to be a bit diva-ish. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. But I feel like they embrace that they're divas. I don't know. I can take them in small doses, but I do enjoy them. Yes. I feel like I need to just accept the diva-ish. Diva-ness. Diva-ness-esque-ish. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. Ish. I need to accept that and then just enjoy them. If nothing else, watch the episode where they go to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. where Sean Hayes' sister, Tracy, who they talk about all the time uh-huh. on the podcast, where she lives. There's just this one scene when they get to this hotel in very, very cold Wisconsin, uh-huh. and it has it's right next to a frozen lake, and they just they do some dancing on the frozen okay. lake, and it just it made it's me real happy. It. All right, yeah, but um, but yeah, I was a little I was fangirling a little bit at Tina and Amy's show, um, and speaking of fangirls, just tying it all together here, mm-hmm. um, we had a lovely response to the Taylor Swift episode, and my husband and a few of his friends, like our our 
guy friends, our dad friends, really appreciated the insight into what Taylor meant to me, Mm. why I wanted to go. And like, I feel like these are all friends of ours that have young daughters. And I'm like, learning to connect with that fangirlness in their daughters, I think will create an amazing connection for them. And it also led me to find this great TEDx from this woman named Eve Blake. It's spelled Y-V-E. Um, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, but I apologize if I'm not. Um, But she has this great TEDx talk called For the Love of Fangirls. Mm -hmm. So we're going to link it in the show notes. But it really echoed some of the double standards that I pointed out around fan culture and how when boys and men get emotional over sports, it's sweet and, you know, emotionally – it's like, oh, the guys are just being guys. Look how in, they're into their sports. Yes. And- oh, look how wonderful their team won. Look at this emotion. But when a girl does it, female fandom has often been defined as like hysteria yeah. and in a negative light. So just watch her TEDx. It was great. It Can't echoed a lot of the things it. I was feeling about, um, you know, just that that double standard. Okay. Yeah. And as promised, um, check out our show notes for the link to my Spotify Spotify playlist of Taylor Swift favorites. For those of you who need like an intro to Taylor, I've got a playlist. I will also maybe share some notes about like why this song is it. Can you do that on a Spotify? Well, no, playlist? I can share them. But in wouldn't that the be really notes. neat if that on a cool. playlist you could add a note and be like, "This was the song your father proposed to me with." Like, wouldn't that be so cool? You can add. Um, you can add like a note about a playlist. I'll see if I can how detailed I can get with but I'm, it. Right. I'm wondering like to each song if you could add a yeah. little note. That'd be really cute. Yeah, that would be neat. If if I can't do it somehow on Spotify, I will add it to our show notes. Fun. Um yeah, just because I feel like she is a lyrical genius. I feel like a lot of her songs that end up being more radio friendly or her singles are often a little bit more of like the um, surfacey surface level. Yes. Thank yes. you for that term. Um, but she has some really amazing lyrics. There's a song called The Man from the album Lover that is so good. Mm. And if you truly listen to every word, it's like, especially if you're a woman in any industry or working or not, it, you know, outside of the house, it is um it's just again with the double standards it's just pointing out like Mm. if i did this i would be the man but since i'm a woman i get ridiculed for this and and the lyrics are great so Mm. i I remember when she performed lover on saturday night live Mm -hmm. did you see that performance i'm sure i did Yeah, yeah it was so great it was um like I remember the way that they had had decorated the stage. It looked like there were flying pieces of paper everywhere, oh. but they were suspended and hanging around her. Oh. It was kind of like she had tossed sheets of like sheet music in the yeah. air, but it just stayed suspended there. Oh, neat. Yeah, I, I like I'll that. Have to, yeah, I have to look that up. I don't remember that. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, Spotify. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, great. Well, should we take a little break and Let's get back to our main topic? Yes. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now, back to the show. 
We're back. We're back. Amanda, I copied this quote uh, a couple weeks ago from mm-hmm. the weekly newsletter of James Clear. Do, Do you I guys? love? Yes, me too. He wrote Atomic Habits, which we both must enjoyed. read. It is a must read. Must read multiple times, actually. Yeah. I need to go. I've only read it once, but I need to go back and read it again. I listened to it. I listened to it and I have the hard copy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great book. And he sends a weekly email that has very like bite-sized. It's it reminds me a little bit of your like top three emails. Yeah, I was just looking at it and it's called the three two one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And his um lesson or quote that he was sharing at the time really resonated. It says, is what I'm about to do today connected to what I'm going to value over the long term? Yes. And I think that resonated with both of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, is what I'm about to do today connected to what I'm going to value over the long term? Mm -hmm. I love that. It reminds me of a conversation that I was having with a... um, when I was participating in this group coaching program about positive intelligence that I've talked about before, we talked about how, you know, a lot of us had identified our values and we've talked about values before, but in a lot of ways, our values were kind of like the foundation under the house, Mm. but you don't see the foundation under your house. No. So it's sort of like, yes, it's what we're saying that's so important to us, but they're not necessarily super evident to us and we're not living by them every day. They're sort of hidden. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, how can you take those values and make them more the wallpaper of your house, Brooke? Oh, right. Okay. I like this. Because I was going to say a foundation is invisible, but you can't have a house without it. Correct. Yeah. And I think this is a tricky spot for me because I tend to, because I'm kind of a fixer and I'm always putting out fires and running around, I tend to sometimes just be trying to get through the day Mm -hmm. and not necessarily thinking about what can I do, what can I do today that's going to help me get to, that's going to help me get to the, either the person that I want to be or the thing that I'm going to value. Like Mm -hmm. Gretchen Rubin, who's another one of my favorites. I don't know if she said it or if she just quotes somebody else that says it, but she says, the way we live our days is the way we live our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Like yeah. when you think about it, mm-hmm. the way you live your days is the way you live your life. Well, in the way he worded this, the way James Clear worded this, um, something that stood out to me is what I'm going to value over the long term um, separating personal value from financial value, mm-hmm. I think is really important for me and likely you. And I mean, listen, financially, it, like I think times have been hard the last, um, couple of, of years, obviously with COVID. And then it seems like the cost of everything has increased lately. And I think a lot of us are really worried about that bottom line and the financial value of what we're doing every day. But when we look back on our lives, the financial value of what we're doing today is probably not going to matter as much in the long term to living full, happy lives. We've talked about, you know, hobbies and time with friends. And again, a lot of those values that you're mentioning, like one of mine is community. The way I spend my time for my community might not have a price tag on it obviously, Mm -hmm. but it is adding value to my long-term relationships and happiness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I think about it a little bit of a kick in the pants for me to spend more time today on things that will pay off later. It's like that quintessential do your future self a favor. Mm -hmm. Like as a business owner, because I'm not going to a job nine to five, nobody's sitting me down and saying, Amanda, what you really need to be working on right now is X, Y, Z, because that's what's really going to help you scale your business. They're not saying you really need to hire somebody or you really need to invest in this system or this coach. And I feel like a lot of times I don't necessarily do the thing today that five years from now I'm going to really wish that I had. Mm. It's kind of like that quote where they say like, um, what's the best time, when's the best time to plant a tree? 10 years ago. What's Mm -hmm. the second best time to plant a tree today? Yeah. Like that's where I get caught up in that I'm going to look back and be like, I wish I had planted that tree 10 years ago Mm. because having that shady, beautiful tree in my front yard would be amazing. But for every day, those 10 years, I just was thinking about whatever it was that I needed to get done that day and not the beautiful shade that this tree could provide, Mm, you know? So that's what I think about a little bit more is like, how can I get a little bit more? It's kind of like, have you ever heard of the Eisenhower matrix? I think this might be a Stephen Covey thing, but it's basically like he wants you to divide your tasks um, in a matrix between urgent and important And he says a lot of times we end up spending our time on tasks that are urgent and not important Mm -hmm. or urgent and important, but where we don't spend a lot of our time is on things that are important and not urgent. Mm. And that's the tree, the shade that we're trying to create. So I feel like I spend a lot of my time in that it's urgent and important, it's urgent and important, it's urgent and important, but all the other things that aren't on fire don't necessarily get attention. So yeah. that's what that quote like brings up for me. Yeah. And that's the stuff that you end up feeling burnt out if you don't value it and place emphasis on it, even though it doesn't feel urgent. If you don't do those things, those are the the things that will leave you feeling a little empty if right. you don't prioritize them. Right. Cause it's kind of like, okay. So asking that question about anything is what I'm about to do right now connected to what I'm going to value over the long term. So I'm about to scroll on Instagram for an hour. I'm about to stare at my emails for an hour mm-hmm. and not get anywhere. I'm a, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, is that is that going to help me in the long term? Is that going to lead me to something that I'm going to value in the long term? Or Should I take a walk with the dog for Mm -hmm. 60 minutes? Should I sit down on the floor and play with Legos with my kids for 60 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. It's definitely really good food for thought. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you said, sitting on the floor and playing Legos with your kids, like for me, it's a lot about what others value too. Our loved ones whose appreciation of our time um, adds both value to the overall relationship and it makes us feel good. So I think that that's something to to keep in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of that idea of like feeding the meter, like feeding other people's meters mm-hmm. and making sure they're not running on empty. Or filling the bucket. Did filling you guys ever the have that bucket, yeah. Bu- um, the book, uh, yeah, what was it called? Have you filled a bucket today? 
mm-hmm. which was like I they did that the illustrations, but it was like a very they pushed that a lot in was it preschool mm-hmm. or early ent- elementary school? And Paige still likes to read it sometimes. Yes, it's a good reminder. Yes, yeah, I know. Isabel and I have a joke sometimes that like I'll say like my percentage is low. I'll be like. Uh, I'm below 20%. My battery needs charging. And she'll mm. like come over and give me a hug. Now, new tween Isabel mm. is not necessarily responding to the whole, yeah, you, I'm getting more like maybe a side hug if I'm lucky. Mm. Um, the old side hug. Oh, the old side hug. <laughs> but it reminds me too of, you know, our family went through loss a few mm. years ago and your family just experienced some loss recently too. And it does bring up the whole seize the day mm-hmm. concept. And it reminds me of um, a woman, uh, Bevan Ferrand. I don't know if it's Ferrand or Ferrand, so pardon me, Bevan. Um, but she is on the speaker circuit with me. And her husband took her on this whirlwind trip to France um, when to celebrate her 40th birthday. And then five days later, he didn't wake up. Mm. And I think she started a blog or maybe something like that saying, take the damn trip. And um, now her whole movement is around take the damn chance, like whatever it is, like start the damn company, take the damn trip, like ask the damn girl out, like whatever it is, just Mm -hmm. like take that leap. Um, My sister actually has on her gravestone, it says, go places, see things, make memories, Mm. because that was something, you know, she, when she was really sick, she really built like a huge community of people together on Facebook and really spoke very inspirationally to everybody about like people go, like make memories, do things, like see stuff, you know, like talk to each other, hug each other, mm-hmm. you know. So it kind of um, it brings up a lot of that sort of carpe diem, seize the day stuff yeah. for me, too. Yeah. Amanda, right. what's the damn thing that you're not doing right now? Like, what do you want to do? What's missing? What's going to add value over the long term? Oh, Brooke, I want to go to SNL. And you told oh me gosh. that you can't I share the secret. cannot share the secret. I mean, it's not a secret. We are not going to SNL, but I found out. Why are we not going to SNL? Well, we're going to. We will eventually. Okay, we, manifesting. I'm just manifesting saying we're not SNL. Going. Listen, I have seen a couple of my sheroes on stage in the last month, and like we're gonna keep this going. We're gonna go to SNL. Maybe we'll be mo- a little bit more focused on Colin Jost. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, how can you not be focused on Colin Jost? <laughs> you really love him. I love him. I mean, I I enjoy him as well. But yeah. well, I loved him um, aesthetically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the book really, his but book then really drove it home. You read the book, and he's just ridiculous. I know. I mean, he's just so self-deprecating and yeah. just more hysterical than I thought. And his relation, I mean, I, I could go on. So, do you want to talk about? Well, I also Scarlett. How do you feel? <laughs> he is married to Scarlett. Well, first of all, I just want to say I do feel like we do need to go rather soon because. He's been on SNL for almost like 15 years. That's true. So I just don't know how much longer he's going to be there. That's true. I also am a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried about him and Scarlett just because, you know, I I just, I don't know. Okay. I hope they last. Yeah. I want him to be happy. I mean, we all want Colin to be happy, but, you know, is Scarlett the right lady for him? I don't He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Okay. You know, I just worry. Okay. Well, okay. So we are manifesting SNL tickets, but, like, we can't tell 
And I don't even know if this is a big secret, but I found out like what we need to do to hopefully get tickets next year. We're not telling you people until we have the tickets. The second um, thing, though, what would you? Were, no, yeah, go ahead. The second thing, and then I want to hear yours. Is um, I want to see the Northern Lights, Brooke. Mm, I would love to see the Northern Lights. I want to see the Northern Lights. Where do we need to go to see the Northern Lights? Well, they're getting more southern. Um, or you can like in here in Pennsylvania, in theory, you could see them like if there's a particularly strong solar storm. But you really would. It's really best to go to Canada, Alaska, Iceland, Iceland. I really like to go to Iceland, Sweden, yeah. Norway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, the Norwegians are the happiest people on earth Mm -hmm. so maybe i could do like that maybe it's a research trip yeah and so like we can write it off yeah yeah Mm -hmm. what about you what's the damn trip or the damn thing that you're not doing (sighs) well we know that i'm still waiting for my passport to arrive Mm -hmm. but yeah i feel like that is an exciting first step to like maybe going somewhere exciting like i mentioned our friend caitlin is apparently planning us a trip to mexico i'm just i'm like just i'll I'll give you my money. Just tell me where to go and like when to show up where. Just tell me what to pack. Um, I just don't want to have to plan it, but I'm excited to just like explore new places. I really want to go. Now that um, the kids are getting a little older, I feel like maybe Nick and I could take that trip to Austria to visit my best friend Mm -hmm. and feel like pretty good about, you know, leaving them with the grandparents for a week. I mean, we could always have felt good about that, but it's a lot easier when they're older. Yes. Um... I mean, I feel like this last several months of starting to really like go to concerts, or I guess the last yeah, year. Yeah, you are. You're going to go- concerts mm-hmm. and performances. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast a few months ago. I saw the Broadway musical Six when it came mm. to Philadelphia, mm. and it was fantastic. And I'm just trying to do more of those things. Like when I see something about an event coming or a performer coming i'm just jumping on it you know what if i buy the tickets and i can't go i can sell the tickets but like i'm not missing those opportunities Um, same as like um opportunities to hang out with friends like our friend Jeannie, her and Mm -hmm. i i don't know if we've done it once or twice but we like to stroll around longwood gardens which Mm -hmm. is a beautiful botanical gardens near us and um she's a member i'm a member we've done it a couple times and it's one of those things where I have a feeling, and this happens to a lot of people, like it comes around and it's five o'clock and you're kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. and it, like sometimes yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, it's like the motivation energy to like put on some makeup and a cute looking dress and go out. But I'm scheduling it and I'm keeping it on the calendar and I'm yeah. going because I'm really going to enjoy it when I'm there, you know? Well, and just, you know, because you're already talking about Jeannie thinking of what was it almost a year ago that you Jeannie and I had brunch at her house and Mm -hmm. like all of the light bulb moments that came out of that one granted we're all business owners we have you know kind of similar challenges and goals in our businesses but just what all that value both between Mm -hmm. friends and for business ideas and other things that came out of that few hours together yeah and that is such a great example of something we did that day that was connected to the long-term value. I think that's really important to look at friendships and relationships like that. Yes. We talk about that a lot, um, you know, cultivating friendships and and taking time away from family, I think, is a really important priority that I want to continue 
um, maintaining because I love my family, but I also just really thrive on time with friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I'm going to start doing, and I've talked to my friend Beatrice in Barcelona about this, I want to set up like a Google price alert for flights to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And I want to be Just more spontaneous. Yeah. And even you if I go to Barcelona for a long weekend. Exactly. And I, think I can there's come even, with you. Yes. And I think there's even direct flights from Philadelphia. And I just want to be like, oh, cool. I can go. I want to be more spontaneous. I love Spain. Yeah. I would love to spend more time there. Like that's an example. For example, like my sister always wanted to go to Spain and mm-hmm. I would always try to take her because I've been a bunch and know people in different cities. And so it would have been easy for us to go. And she was like, oh, it's not a good time. It's not a good time. And, and a lot of times it, it's never a good time. No. And so that's what Bevan is saying. Like, take the damn trip. Yeah. It's never going to be a perfect time, but just do it. Yeah. You know? I'm to bring it back to me a little bit here. Let's talk about you, I w- <laughs> Let's talk about I you. would love to go to Spain, but it has never been at the top of my list because I'm intimidated by the language barrier. Mm. So if you take me, I'm just going to follow along in your coattails. Is oh, that the right yeah. expression? Nope. Just, nope. Okay. Um, ride on your coattails? Ride on your coattails. Sure, something like that. I'm just going to let you do all of the speaking because you are very fluent in Spanish. Yeah, I do get into a little bit of trouble in... um in Barcelona, though, because it is in Catalonia, which is they speak Catalan there as well as Spanish. So is it it's, good enough ish? Nope. It's not. not real similar. No? No. Okay. And so it's like this constant dance of like when you okay. talk to somebody, like, are you going to talk to me in Catalan? Are you going to talk to me in Spanish? Are you going to look down on me if I talk in Spanish? Like my friend Beatrice speaks. English, Catalan, and Spanish. Okay. Yes. So, like, when you're when I'm on the metro, I have no idea what they're saying. Like, okay. next stop, blah blah blah. All right. Blah. Well, we'll bring Beatrice with us too. On we'll our, bring on Beatrice our with us. Okay. So well. it's settled. You're going to Barcelona, yes. and I am coming along. And this is why I want to spend more time every day focusing on making more money in my business, so that I can, when I get a price alert that for a five hundred dollar trip to Barcelona, be like, oh. Pff, no problem. Well, and I think having that financial goal is a little, it feels a little distinctly different from just being like, I got to make more money. I got to make more money, but not connecting it to the things you're going to do with that money. Yes. I have a very clear idea about what I want to do with my money. I want a swimming pool, Brooke. Oh, Oh. that is what I'm not taking the damn chance on. Interesting. I I want a swimming pool. Told me this. No, you don't know about that. You don't know that much about me, Brooke. You don't know about booty bounce. You don't know about house music. I do now. I know. I've but I want a swimming pool, it. and I don't care if it's a cheapy fiberglass above ground swimming pool. But okay. I want it, and I want it this summer. Oh, this summer? Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, we better get started. So I want on this. money because I want to go to Barcelona. Okay. I want a swimming pool. Okay. What else do I want? Okay. That's all I can think of right now. Swimming okay. pool in Barcelona. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. And maybe sushi slightly more often. Okay, that's pretty reasonable. I like it. All right. Yeah. I really think travel and cultural experiences are right now, to me, the most important, are adding the most value bang for my buck in terms of like long-term life value. Yeah, and where does bang for your buck come from? I don't know, Amanda. (laughs) I feel like 
I'm a little bit more. I think that's just an alliteration that someone made up, but we can look into it, add it to our list. Bang for your buck. Bang for your buck. So tell us, guys, what is, and I'll link to Bevan because she has a lot of really interesting content, but I'd love to hear from you all. You know, what's maybe like deep down the little, the damn trip or the damn thing, the damn chance that you are not taking? Tell us. Let us know. All right. We'll we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Okie dokie. Hey listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We are back. We're back. And I couldn't resist it, Brooke. You had to look it up. I had to know. I had to know bang for the buck. And let me just say bang for your buck. Bang for your buck. Bang for the buck. It is a political phrase. It was first used was quite literal with bang referring to firepower or weaponry. It really did mean bombs for one money, one's money. And most sources credit it to U.S. Defense Secretary Charles Wilson, who used the phrase in 1953. Fascinating. And there, and you're just a slightly more smarter than you were yesterday. I am. Yep. <laughs> or five minutes ago. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okie dokie. So, Brooke, what is sparking joy for you? So, I have to share this little app or this website. I guess you don't mm-hmm. need the actual app that I've used for three years now to make video montage gifts for my kids' teachers at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's called Vid Day, V-I-D-D-A-Y. Mm-hmm. And it is such an easy way to put together a video greeting for anyone, whether it's like getting family together to send video greetings for a birthday. I feel like this became a really popular concept during COVID. Yes. When people would, you know, have a milestone birthday and you couldn't get everyone together, they would gather these videos. But a lot of times it was like, oh, take a video on your phone and text it to me, but then it would come out low res. It was just... There was a lot of friction in the process. Okay. This app, VidDay, makes it so much easier. And so it's just something I want to share with people. Keep this in mind. Um, This was a real joy sparker for me when I was putting together a gift for my son's teacher this year. Mm -hmm. And you basically just say what you're celebrating or what you're acknowledging, who the person is, and then you can just send this link to all the people that you want to collect a video from. They can basically film it directly on their phone and submit it through the link. Love it. And then as the editor, the person in charge, um, you can pay a different amount based on like the length of the video. I'm looking at the website now. It's $15 or something. It's lovely. You can put background music. You can put little, um, you know, text messages in between certain things. If you wanted to write like a funny quote that the teacher said, or just say like, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. I have really enjoyed it. Um, I think it gives a lot of a bang for your buck. Look in terms you. of the That's... value that it brings to the teachers, the teachers that I have sent it to have just raved about what a special gift this was. You're such a teacher's pet. I, I kind of <laughs> I'm a little bit of a teacher's pet. 
But it's so it's so easy for me to put together. Oh, yeah. So talk about bang for your buck. I am loving this. It reminds me of kind of how, you know how on Grubhub you can do a group order? Have you ever seen this before? No, where instead of I having to Grubhub. Go, well, when I used to work in an office, I think maybe it was Grubhub that we would use, where instead of having to go around and be like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? You could send everybody the Grubhub link to that order. Everybody could place their order. And then when they were done, you could submit it. Hmm. And it was fantastic because it was kind of crowdsourcing made easy, yeah. which is what this video is. It's huh. crowdsourcing made easy. I like nice. it. And I think VidDay has also added an integration where you can also collect money from people. So like we always do a separate financial collection for teachers where I like buy a Mm. gift card or something. But if you wanted to just do like, everybody can also just contribute money for this person directly through the VidDay app or website or experience, then at the end of the video, it's like, It'll here's, be like, here's a gift card. $120 yeah. to, oh. Yeah, so they've really upped their game. I just think it's fabulous. So it's sparking a lot <sighs> of joy. Who are these fo- brilliant people behind brilliant. VidDay? I know. And, and there's definitely some competitors out there, but this was one I found a few years ago. It was like the main COVID year where our kids were like in part-time virtual school and part, you know, all the hybrid stuff. And it was just such yes. a stressful year. And I put this together and I was like, this website is amazing. I'm using it every year for a teacher Well, gift. now I am too. Well, great. I love their little tagline here. It says, our goal, make a mil- make a billion people smile. Aw, that's, that's lovely. a good goal. That is a good goal. I like that. Okay. Okay. So Amanda, what are you doing to do your future self a favor at <laughs> so, the moment? This is something that I'm experiencing at this very moment, which is, and I'm calling it clearing out the dregs, Mm. which is that when you do a major decluttering project, get out all the piles of all the stuff that you don't know what the heck to do with, get them out. So like I was, Isabel, as I've mentioned 175 times, is officially a tween, Mm -hmm. um, which means that she does not want anything in her bedroom that's little kid. Mm. So um, it all has to go. Mm. So I know, oh, I know. I don't think I can handle that day I when know, it comes. I know. So we're de-kidding. We're de-little kidding her room. Okay. But what I'm left with is like I have, you know, a pile of Shopkins that I probably should give to the free store and like some half used slime that like, is it even still good? Because it's, it's like good, like store-bought slime, okay. but like, should we keep it? I need to go through it. I need to open all of it. I have like a box of papers that I need to go through. Like, it's just like the stuff that gets left over that it's like, it's a pain in the neck to go through. And mm-hmm. it's very tempting for me right now to just shove it in a corner. Yeah. But I am going to do my future self a favor and give myself a deadline of like Sunday. Okay. I'm going to get through this. And I hear this from my clients all the time that um, they do and they often have like a dumping ground Mm. for these sort of like half finished projects where it's like, oh, yeah, I decluttered and then I just shoved it all in a corner. and I don't know. I don't even remember what was donate, what was not donate. And so that is my future favor to your future self is. When you're doing some cleaning this summer, just deal with the dregs. Just deal with the leftovers. See it through. See it follow through. It is a follow through has been a very difficult thing for me. Yeah. Follow through. Yeah. You will thank yourself. Okay. 
I love it. All right. All right. Done. Check. 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 There's still all those things are still upstairs though. And I still need to deal with all them. But but I will. We're going to deal with it by Sunday. Okay. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.